0: What's good, everyone? G Money Stacks, a.k.a. Lonely Nomad, a.k.a. The Gregonator, a.k.a. The Rookie of New York. And I want to talk to you about Anchor and my show. Anchor is a free hosting site and phone app, which is owned by Spotify. It's the easiest, awesome way to make a podcast. Why are you wasting your money paying for a hosting site to promote your podcast with limited storages? Forget about it. I'll explain. There's creation tools that allow you to record, edit, monetize, add music intros, music outros, uploading episodes with unlimited storages of your podcast right from your phones, computers, laptops, and tablets. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Plus, you get sponsorships. It's everything you need to make a podcast, including the listeners supporting your show. That way, you can listen to the episodes of my show, Off the Meat Rat Chain's New York podcast, the unfiltered comedy show about the stories mixed with entertainment, music, real life segments, and much more. Now, where can you find, follow, and listen to the show you ask? You can follow the podcast on Facebook and Instagram, which is Off the Meat Rat Chain's NY Podcast, alongside with my Instagram handle. G Money Stacks 555 in Queens and Queens, New York. To spell it out is O F F T H E M E A T R A C K C H A I N Z N Y P O D C A S T, all in one word. Now, streaming platforms, in case you missed any of the episodes, we are on Acre. Audio Burst, Breaker, Podorama, Listen Notes, Spotify, Stitcher, Deezer, Podchaser, Pocket Cast, Podcast Addict, Player FM, TuneIn, Google Podcasts, And please don't forget that Off the Meat Rat Change New York podcast is on Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and YouTube. If you have a dream of creating and becoming a podcaster like myself and individual friends that is co-hosting with me, go download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Take advantage of the opportunity that's thrown in your face. If I could do it and reach success, so can you. Let's go. Okay, we are live on YouTube, live and direct, 54321. Good evening, new listeners and current listeners all around the world, including Canada, the USA, areas of Long Island, plus the five borough regions of Brooklyn, Bronx, Manhattan, Staten Island, and Queens. This is your host with the most, G Money Stacks, aka Lonely Nomad, aka Degreginator, aka rookie podcaster of New York, Queens, New York. And you are now rocking with off the meat rat chains, New York podcast, episode 41. How about that? This deserves a round of applause. All right. If you're new to the channel and you miss any previous episodes that was posted either on YouTube or streaming platforms, which I will go over at the end of the show. Don't worry, I got you. All you have to do is your part by subscribing to the YouTube channel, G Money Stacks 555. Be sure to enable alerts and and tap on the notification bell so you can be reminded of when the show goes in the air live, more video content, upcoming live stream episodes, previous previous episodes be sure to leave a like and a comment on the episodes and also be sure to download and don't forget to share the podcast with your friends along with the audio streaming platforms <clears throat> also if you would like to be a guest on the show whether you are a rapper singer Dj VJ radio personality podcast host like myself who has a show a black owned trendsetter that has a business where do you you need advice on a chain letter that you like to like to be read on the air don't worry all you gotta do is go to the email which is off the meat rat chains and podcast at gmail.com that's off the meat rat chains and podcast at gmail.com Another option is you could DM me on my primary Instagram, which is GMoneyStats555 in Queens, New York. It could be it could be any anything like the what your thoughts on the episodes, the topics, um, anything in particular, anything in particular that you like, you just name it. So, so that that that'll be all. So this story really got me thinking, and this is pertaining to a woman trying to act like a student, a high school student to be exact. And hold on, not sure what's going on here with my, anyway, so as I was saying, This is about a woman who is pretending to be a high school student and and just to get just to get followers off of Instagram. Are you are you really, really that desperate to gain followers on Instagram just because you're a mom? Like, come on, man. Are you are you really that desperate? Really? All right. So this is an article according to Newsweek. A woman posing as a high school student was arrested by police after her alleged attempt to boost her Instagram following fell apart. According to a report from Local 10 News, a Miami Beach high school called in local law enforcement after a woman pretending to be a student at the institution began hounding students with pamphlets promoting her social media accounts. On Monday, Audrey Nicole Francisquini entered the American Senior High School, despite being 28 years old and having no obvious affiliation to any student. According to Local 10 News, she asked school security where the registration office was. Allegedly claiming she was a new student to the school. According to the footage of her arraignment obtained by WSVN, she was carrying a skateboard, a painting, and dressed similar to students to try and blend in. Rather than go to the administrator's office, Francis Queenie approached students as they were going to class and cornered them in the hallway. The police report obtained by the Miami Herald noted that she was disturbing flyer promoting her personal Instagram account. An anonymous student enrolled at American Senior High School also told WSVN that she also was recording some stuff in the school. It's crazy. It's very creepy, she added. She, <clears throat> security flagged Francis as a potential threat to the school and she took off into the faculty parking lot on foot. The Miami Herald reported that she was arrested later in the day at her home by North Miami Beach Police who found her via social media. Local 10 Reported that during her interrogation, she showed her arresting officers footage she took while in high school during the incident, which was consistent with what school security told the officers had happened. Newsweek verified that Francis Queenie was charged on three counts in the official arrest report burglary of an occupied dwelling trespassing on the grounds of an educational institution and resisting an officer without evidence. Oh, wow. Okay. It was not immediately clear. However, what was stolen from the school, Miami Dane County Public Schools spokeswoman Jacqueline um, Casadilla told the Miami Herald that the school district is conducting a thorough review of this matter, which they should. This is an unfortunate incident involving a female who trespassed on school grounds under false pretenses. She told the outlet as always, Miami Dane County public schools will continue to work tirelessly to protect the safety and well-being of our students and employees. Wv WSVN, to be exact, confirmed that at the time of the incident, Franciscuini was a salesperson for Carnival Cruise Lines. The company is also conducting an internal investigation. The Miami-Dade Public School District has also been the, sub- the subject of recent controversy in march footage emerged of a florida teacher appearing to slam a student to the ground though he claimed it was an effort to stop a larger student fight okay this is so wrong on so many so many levels and and I, and this is just baffling and the reason i say it's baffling because because what is this? What was she thinking in the first place? It's like, are you really that desperate to not only pretend to be a high school student, which is pretty creepy, by the way? And, and may I add, this was a bad act. This, this is just stupid on her part. And you know, and you know what? Speaking of stupid, Ooh, let's go to, let's go, let's go to the fucking bullshit fight. <laughs> let's go to the fucking bullshit fight right? So apparently there was a fight this weekend between Floyd Mayweather and Logan Paul. And, and, you know, everybody was saying that it was kind of bullshit because there was no, there was no winners and there was no judges. And the simple fact that um, that it was an exhibition match, which means it don't really count. But you know, you know they they still get money. But anyway, I have an article from TMZ Sports that will clarify everything. So here we go. So Logan Paul came out swinging, but in the end, Floyd Mayweather is just too good. There was no official winner in Logan Paul versus Floyd Mayweather, but we didn't need judges to see the domination after it went the distance. A full eight rounds. 26-year-old Logan came out strong Sunday night and even landed a handful of serious power shots. But 44-year-old Floyd ate everything Logan had and began to really open up in. Round three of a fired-up crowd at Hard Rock Stadium in Miami. <clears throat> From then on, it was pure Mayweather domination. Logan looked like he started to gas in round three. Mayweather looked fast, strong, and confident all the way to the end. Hell, Mayweather probably could have fought another ten rounds if he wanted to, which was never going to happen, by the way, <laughs> the fight was an exhibition. So there was no official winner, but everyone knows Floyd gets the W. <laughs> obviously, obviously, um, nobody could touch Floyd Mayweather anyway. I mean, he's under, he's an undefeated champion. And I want to add one, one, one thing. Um, So. It has to do with the the height differences and the pound differences, so that's what certain people were saying. So, um, what do you what do you guys think? Is it because of a? I want y'all to comment in the YouTube channel, um, if if you think the reason why there's, there's there was no winner or anything, um, was it because of height differences or was it because of Height differences, and it wasn't a good match. Share your thoughts in the comments below on the YouTube channel. So now that I got that out the way, um, so basically Floyd praised Logan after the fight. He was he was better than I thought he was. He said in quote, Mayweather says Paul would have looked. Would have his work cut out for him against real heavyweights, but called Logan a good guy and admitted I had fun. Logan was equally respectful, saying Floyd Mayweather, "It was an honor. This is one of the greatest moments of my life. This is the coolest thing ever. I'm happy I made it out. He, he, tough to hit. Okay." Then he teased a rematch, Floyd Mayweather versus Logan Paul. Are you fucking kidding me? Are you really are you really are you really kidding me? You really want to get a rematch? <laughs> you know you you know you can't beat Floyd Mayweather. Everybody knows nobody could touch Floyd Mayweather. Like, come on. Are you really are you really that serious? Come on are you really that desperate for another rematch like really <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> this guy Logan Paul don't know when to quit anyway anyway props to Logan though he did pretty well for a guy with an zero 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 one pro boxing record oh wow. Mainwood's ring entrance included two rap performances. First first up, Migos, followed by Moneybag. Yo. His ring entrance outfit looked like it was made of gator skin. Oh, man. (laughs) Logan walked out with a super rare and expensive Pokemon (laughs) 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 card. Oh, man. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Oh, anyway, <laughs> the crowd was packed with stars from Fat Joe to Paul Pierce, Ryan Garcia, Antonio Brown, Terrell Owens, Michael Irvin, Evander Holyfield, Matt Barnes, and more. Before the fight, Floyd told TMZ Sports he expected to make between 50 and $100 million for the fight. And had already spent some of the money on brand new cars for his close friends (laughs) and family members. (laughs) So what's next for Floyd? He told us he'll probably fight Jake Paul next. Oh, gosh. Oh, man. Please don't. Please don't. Please don't. Let me tell you something. Floyd Mayweather is, unde- is undefeated heavyweight. Everyone knows that. Why in the hell would you come out of retirement to actually do exhibition matches? I mean, you, you got all the money in the world, but you want to actually do all this to gain more money. Okay, that's understandable. But why, why waste your time fighting the Logan Brothers who talk shit, and act like they're better than you. You know what I mean? And 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 and, here, and speaking of which, now nah, I did not know there was another fight that happened on that happened recently on Friday, which was Lomar Lamar Odom versus Aaron Carter. I was like, you gotta be kidding me, <laughs> you got to be kidding me, man. Oh man, you gotta be kidding me. Like, this is this is crazy this is very crazy to me. Like, (laughs) oh my goodness. This, this is just ridiculous to me. I'm not even sure how to respond to all this, but you know what? Let's go on to the next topic, which has to do with Lamar Odom. So, so the article goes like this, according to usatoday.com. The best way to describe Friday night celebrity boxing match between former NBA Lamar Odom and rapper—he's a singer, not a rapper. <laughs> Yo, Aaron Carter is like a car crash you can't turn away from. <laughs> car crash. Okay, okay, that that right there. All right. Um, the match wasn't a, f- a fair fight from the start with the 6 foot 10, 259 pound Oldham squaring off against Carter who is um, 10 inches shorter and 80 pounds lighter. Oldham flat out bullied Carter around the ring delivering a string of punches that ultimately took him out via TKO in the second round. It was a miracle that Carter lasted until the second round, although he did land some punches to Odom's head in the first round, where Odom's size eventually wore Carter down. Wow, the boxing match was as ridiculous as you might <laughs> as you might have expected, with one of the highlights being USC legend Chuck Little as the referee. People couldn't take away. Oh my goodness. Um, all right. I'm a little speechless on on this whole Aaron Carter and Lamar Odom. It's like the question that I always wanted to really ask is is something like this. Why in the hell would you have a musician versus a fucking a fucking NBA, former NBA player, like this doesn't seem like a good match. Same way it didn't; it wasn't a good match with the Floyd Mayweather and um Logan Paul shit. It's two different sizes, two different heights and stuff, man. And I, I and not to say I'm knocking them for trying to make a little money and stuff like that, but come on, man! Everybody knows that. Everybody knows that uh, Lamar Odom couldn't get touched. And Floyd Mayweather wasn't going to get touched anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. <laughs> okay, so there's some people on Twitter who actually chimed in on this. So um, so this person says, you can't make this up. Aaron Carter versus Lamar owner with referee Chuck Liddell. I just watched the celebrity boxing match between Lamar Autumn and Aaron Carter. That was the, sad, the saddest, most hilarious thing I've ever watched. <laughs> you think? Oh, man. And the the person who goes by the name of Covers, yeah, so the week after Floyd boxed Logan Paul, Lamar Autumn knocked out Aaron Carter. Oh, okay. This person says Aaron Carter versus Lamar Oldham is already 10 times better than Paul versus Mayweather. Um, I don't know about that. <laughs> I'll leave that to the experts. Aaron Carter, every time Lamar Odom hits him and he spun around. This person said Aaron Carter, when he stepped in the ring with Lamar Odom, <laughs> And another person said, I paid $30 for this. Laval <laughs> Odenbully, Eric <Aaron> Carter. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I am so glad I didn't pay money for, or bet any money off the uh, boxing matches and stuff like that. Because, oh, man, I'm just glad I didn't do any gambling this time. <laughs> So, this person said, Lamar Odom versus Aaron Carter might be the weirdest fight I've ever watched. (laughs) Oh, man. So, Ball Stew Sports says on Twitter, Lamar Odom versus Aaron Carter in the fight. (laughs) And this person says, asking for the link to the Lamar Odom versus Aaron Carter fight might be the lowest (laughs) point in my life. But link me, please. (laughs) This Lamar Odom, Aaron Carter fight is giving me liquor store pocket for vibes. (laughs) Oh my my gosh. I don't know how broke Lamar Odom is, but I'm glad he whooped Aaron Carter's ass in the warehouse venue. Oh man. Another person said, Aaron Carter nearly knocking out Lamar Odom is the funniest thing I've seen in my life. Correction. Lamar Odom knocking out Aaron Carter is the funniest thing I've seen in my entire life. Another person says Aaron Carter took the ragged dog getting thrown around by Lamar (laughs) Odom. Another person says if you think. I'm going to waste my money on Lamar Owner versus Aaron Carter a week after I wasted my money on Floyd Mayweather versus Logan Paul. Just know that you are absolutely correct. <laughs> okay. And last but not least, this person said on Twitter, "Show me it's 2021 without saying it's 2021." Lamar Owner knocked out Aaron Carter. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I had to I, I I needed to laugh, man, because this is crazy, man. Like why? Why this is listen anyway man? <laughs> let's let's go to the next topic, shall we? Um so we have an incident that happened in Brooklyn. Um Williamsburg, Brooklyn to be exact. One person has died after two men and women were shot in an apartment on Thursday afternoon. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my goodness. Um, Hold up. Yeah, it is pretty sad, though, man. The incident was reported at 666 Broadway around 4 p.m. A couple um a man and a woman live inside the apartment and the third person was already in the home or showed up when gunfire broke out um and this is this is um an article from abc7newyork.com i'm reading the suspect was shot in the head and was found dead in the hallway a 36 year old man was shot in the torso and transported to elmhurst hospital A 29-year-old woman was shot in the arm and was taken to Kings County Hospital. The couple is expected to survive. The incident was reported as a home invasion, but police are not sure that's what actually happened. Police are still sorting out who shot who and multiple weapons appeared to be recovered at the scene. Few Few other details were released. Um, let's see, let me see, um, this is crazy, man, um, okay, anybody stupid enough to actually create a ruckus by shooting somebody in broad daylight, like, why in broad daylight, like, out of all places, out of all places, why? Why would you do this? I don't know. And I am going to actually hold on, man. What? Yeah. I'm gonna just, I'm just like <laughs> all right. Let me see if there's more information about this. Okay, okay. Um there is a, a lot of mediation that it's taking place and if they were and if they were not on working hold on folks sorry about that anyway anyway there's a there's a lot of mediation that's taking place And if they were not working on those cases, it would be even worse than what it is, Mitchell said. There have been at least 634 shootings this year, a 64% increase compared to 2020. Just Monday morning, a gunman killed a 33-year-old man and pistol whipped another while trying to steal their jury um, in East Williamsburg. Ah, oh, man, this is ridiculous. Each and every day with somebody being shot, of course, it alarms you, one person said. I barely hang out in, in the area. I try to leave as much as possible, said another. Man, Bill de Blasio, or a.k.a. de Bozo, responded to an angry, angry New Yorker's frustrated by the Continuous rise in shootings, saying as hundreds more officers graduate from the academy and, and courts reopen, crime will begin to take a turn. <clears throat> We've had record number of gun arrests in recent months. We are going to continue doubling down on that. The court system finally coming back. We are starting to see the gun prosecutions, de Blasio said. The mayor also said partnerships between the NYPD and Cure Violence organizations are growing. At Man Up Mitchell is working to add more summer programs for neighborhood youth. We believe strongly that when positivity is present negativity is absent mitchell said slowly stepping down the bleed of violence (sighs) all right i think i'm gonna go to this is just too much man all right let me go to the next one because i'm gonna digress from the shooting now this next topic makes me want to learn something always wanted to learn how the Harlem Globetrotters get their name and i'm going to read to you on how they got their name and and <clears throat> here we go so the harlem globetrotters were a ragtag basketball team who started bringing barstorming excuse me other other teams because of racial discrimination and jim crow laws They would go around and play against any basketball team, hence the name Harlem Girl Trotters. They first started off as the Savoy Big Five, playing exhibitions before the dances started in the Savoy Ballroom. When the ballroom first opened, they were one of the prime attractions. They largely participated in the the World Professional Basketball Tournament. Winning it in 1940, but soon the NBA uh, came around and started drafting blacks into their original white teams. Because of this, the Globetrotters added comic, comical, excuse me, comic calorie to their routines and soon became more of an entertainment team than a team for the actual sport the globetrotters are now a stunt basketball team who let spectators join in on the fun um let's see if i can find some more information about how they got their name okay so I think got their name is. All right. So the Harlem Globetrotters is an American exhibition basketball team. They combine athleticism, theater, and comedy in their style of play. They have played more than 26,000 ex- exhibition games in 124 countries and territories. The team's signature song is Brother Bones, Whistle's version of Sweet Georgia Brown. Their mascot is a. is to be exact globe name globe the team plays over 450 live events worldwide each year the team is currently owned by Hershen Family Entertainment the executive office for the team are located in Atlanta suburban city of Peachtree Corners um, let's go to the history. The Glow Chargers originated on the south side of Chicago in 1926, where all the original players were raised. The Glow Chargers began as the Savoy Big Five, one of the premier attractions of the Savoy Ballroom, opened in January 1928. A basketball team of Black American players that played exhibitions before dances to declining dance attendance. In 1928, players left the team in a dispute. That autumn, those players led by Tommy Brookins, formed a team called the Globetrotters and toured Southern Illinois that spring. Abe Saperstein became involved with the team as its manager and promoter. By 1925, no, excuse me, 1925, Nine, Saperstein was touring Illinois and Iowa with his basketball team, called the New York Harlem Globetrotters. Saperstein selected the name Harlem Globetrotters Harlem because it was then considered the center of Black American culture, and the uh, name Globetrotters to mytho, mytho- um, okay, <clears throat> mythology, yeah. Anyway, M Y T H O L O G I Z E. If anyone knows how to pronounce this word, then then you could just let me know. Um the team's international venues. In fact, the Globetrotters did not play in Harlem until 1968. 4 decades late, later after the team's formation. The Globetrotters were Um, perennial participants in the World Professional Basketball Tournament, winning winning it in 1940. In a heavily attended matchup a few years later, the 1948 Globetrotters-Lakers game, the Globetrotters made the headlines when they beat one of the best white basketball teams in the country. The Minneapolis Lakers, now as the Los Angeles Lakers, The Globetrotters continued to easily win games due to Harlem owning the entire talent pool of the best black basketball players in the country. Once one of the most famous teams in the country, the Globetrotters were eventually eclipsed by the rise of the National Basketball Association, particularly when NBA teams began fielding black players in the 1950s. In 1950, Harlem Globetrotter Chuck Cooper became the first black player to be drafted in the NBA by Boston and teammate Nat Sweetwater Sweetwater Clifton became the first black player to sign an NBA contract when the New York Knicks purchased his contract from the Globetrotters for $12,500. Harlem getting $10,000 and Clifton getting $2,500. I repeat, $12,500, Harlem getting $10,000 to be exact, and Clifton getting $2,500. The glow chart gradually worked comic routines into their act, a direction the team has credit to Reese Goose Tatum, who joined in 1941 and eventually became known for more for entertainment than sports. The Globetrotters act often feature incredible coordination and skill handling of one or more basketballs, such as passing or juggling balls between players balancing and spinning balls on their fingertips and making unusually difficult shots. In 1952, the Globetrotters invited Lewis Red Klotz to create a team to accompany them on their tours. This team, the Washington Generals, who also played under various other names, became the Globetrotters' primary opponents. The Generals, are effectively stooges for the glow trotters, with the glow trotters hand, handily defeating them in thousands of games. <clears throat> in nineteen fifty nine, the Glow played nine games in Moscow after Sapistine received an invitation from Vesily um Grigory, Grigory. Grigovich, um the, the director of Lenin Central Stadium. The, the team, which included Wilt Chapman, was welcomed enthusiastically by spectators and authorities. They met Premier Nikita um, and collectively received the Athletic Order of Lenin medal. However, According to one report, spectators were initially confused. A Soviet audience of fourteen thousand sat almost silently, as if in awe, through the first half of the game. It warmed up s- slightly in the second half when it realized the Trotters are more show than competition. Facts: <clears throat> The Glow Trotters brought their own opponent. Not the Washington Generals, but the San Francisco Chinese Basketeers. A review in Pravda stated, This is not basketball. It is too full of tricks, but praised the Globetrotters' skills and said, suggested that they have some techniques to show us. The American press, particularly Drew Pearson, made note of the fact that the Harlem were paid per game the equivalent of $4,000, which could be spent only in Moscow. The games were used as evidence that U.S.-Soviet relations were improving, that Moscow was backing off its criticism of race relations inside America, and that the USSR was becoming more capitalist Many famous basketball players have played for the Globetrotters, greats such as Wee Willie Gardner, Connie the Hawk Hawkins, Wilt the Stilt Chamberlain, and Nat Sweetwater Clifton later joined the NBA. The Globetrotters signed their first female player, Olympic gold medalist Lynette Woodard, in 1985. The Globetrotters have featured 13 female players in their history. Baseball Hall of Famers, Ernie Banks, Bob Gibson, and Ferguson Jenkins also played for the team at one time or another. Because nearly all of the team's players have been black and as a result of the buffoonery involved in many of the Globetrotters skits they drew some criticism during the civil rights era. The players were accused by some civil rights advocates of Tommy for Abe, a reference to Uncle Tom and owner Abe Saperstein. However, prominent civil rights activist Jesse Jackson, who would later be named an honorary gold trotter, came to their defense by stating, I think They've been a positive influence. They did not show blacks as stupid. On the contrary, they were shown as superior. In 1995, Orlando Antigua became the first Hispanic player on the team. He was the first non-black player on the Glow Trotters roster since Bob Carstens played with the squad in 1942 in 1943. While parts of the modern ex- exhibition game are pre-planned, the games themselves are not fixed. While their opponents do not interfere with the glow high hijinks while on defense, they play a serious game when in possession of the ball and about 20 to 30 percent of the game is real. This once led to an infamous defeat at the end of the Washington Generals in 1971 to this distress of the watching crowd after the Globetrotters lost track of a big lead with their tricks and the Generals hit a game-winning buzzer beater. Um, And also, fun fact, the, the Globetrotters won the World Professional Basketball tournament once in 1940, beating the Chicago Bruins with a score of 31 to 29. There you have it. Um, Let's see. Wow, there's more to this. All right. So we go to the draft. Starting in 2007, the Globetrotters have conducted an an annual draft a few days before the NBA draft, in which they select players they feel fit the mold of a Glow Trotter. Being drafted by the Glow Trotters does not guarantee a spot on the team. Although, several drafted players have gone on to become Glow Anthony Anthony Atkinson, Brent Petway, William Bull Bullitt, Tay Firefly Fisher, Charlie the Third. Paul Tiny Sturgis, Jacob Hop Tucker, Darnell Spider Wilkes, Brian B Nice Narciss, Tyrone Davis, Corey Thunder Law, Tyler Iceman Inman, Devin Beast Douglas, and AJ Money Merriweather. Oh, okay. Right, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna read too much all of this um this is from wikipedia in case you were wondering while i'm I'm reading so um let's see let's see um another okay i think i covered everything i think i'm going to go to the next segment which i haven't done in a long time um this is called, and this segment has to do with Jaden Smith, who opened a restaurant to help out homeless people. Um, this is called Black Owned Shoutout Trendsetters. Actually, yes, I repeat, Black Owned Shoutout Trendsetters. And Jaden in Janus Smith News. Um, let's go to this, to this article goodnewsnetwork.org. Um, so article goes like this Paying it forward is something that's in Janus Smith's genes. He played an instrumental role in the Just Water campaign, helping provide clean drinking water to the residents of Flint, Michigan. Then to commemorate his 21st birthday two years ago, the rapper after launched the I love you restaurant, a vegan food truck initiative to combat food insecurity for Los Angeles homelessness. Our mission is to spread love to communities experiencing food and or housing insecurities by offering water, along with fresh, high-quality, and delicious, sustainable meals options, his food website explains. Okay. Smith's Vegan Meals found their way to 8,000 of L.A. Skid Row residents. um, Skid Row residents in Harlem, New York City. We were not able to actually get our food truck down to Skid Row and and physically hand out, hand out to people for obvious reasons, he told Complex. You are thinking about everything happening with COVID-19 and people having to stay home and all this stuff. Well, if you are homeless, you can't stay home. So we've been donating everything that we can, vegan food, masks clothes, hand sanitizer, and all different types of things. Although, normal is still way off. Smith is pivoting um, his love, I love you concept yet again. With plans for more permanent, non-rolling version of his restaurant on the table, Smith is parlaying the success of his past efforts into the next phase. The pay-as-you-can philosophy on which the new endeavor is based takes takes a page from the venerable drive-through feel-good tradition of paying not only for your own eats, but for those of the occupant in the following car as well. Only Smith is taking the feel good one step further while anyone will be welcome to partake to um to partake of the yet to be announced location fair those who can't afford the suggested menu prices will be in effect subsidizing meals for those who can't it's for homeless people to get free food smith toll variety but if you are not homeless Not only do you have to pay, but you have to pay for more than the food's worth so that you can pay for the person behind you. It sure sounds like a great way to serve up some good karma to us. But we were just wondering, can we get vegan fries with that? (laughs) Oh, man. You know what? This deserves a round of applause. Congratulations to Janie Smith for opening up a restaurant for homeless people. Man, that was interesting. That was very interesting. Um, what else do I um? Oh. I do want to cover another article that I forgot to mention. This has to do with an alleged hold on. Hold on. Hold on a minute. A woman. Um okay. Hang on a minute here. So a woman allege alleged, alleged Wapathorn racial mess. A person throwing whopper racial alleged mess. All right. So, we do have another article that I want to cover. And this is according to Insider.com. According to Insider.com, a resident of a Florida retirement community angry over the thickness of a tomato was charged with a felony after she hurled racial slurs and a sandwich at a black fast food chain employee. Oh, boy. Um, okay. Uh, That's, that's just plain ridiculous right there. Anyway, according to the records from the Wildwood, Florida police department, seen by the village, the village's news, Judith Ann black 77 was dining at a Burger King in the nearby trail winds village last night, last Friday, um, when she confronted an employee about her unsatisfactory sandwich, okay, according to um, according to the news, Black was angry over the thickness of the tomato slice in on her whopper, and the Burger King employee who was unnamed in the report tried to calm Black down, but. Black threw the whopper at the employee's back. Black then stormed out, but not before spouting several explicit, including the N-word, the N-word, excuse me, calling the employees a stupid black, a stupid black bitch, according to the police report seen by Village News. The outlet verified this with the manager and another worker at the Trailwinds Burger King, as well as a customer who witnessed the exchange. Wildwood police tracked track Blackdown and booked her at the Sumter County Detention Center, but released her later on a 2,500 bond. According to police records, seen by the news, Black admitted to being angry that the employee was not fixing the issue and confirmed that she had thrown the whopper at the Burger King worker. The police record referenced by The Village's news also indicated that Black's use of racial slurs altered the charge of battery from a misdemeanor of the first degree to a felony of the third degree under Florida State Statute 77.085. The statute is known as the hate crime statute, which increases the minimum and maximum penalties that a judge could impose. Hang on. Uh Uh-huh. Black is a resident of a conservative retirement community in Florida known as The Villages, a collection of 12 housing districts across 32 square miles. Located one hour north of Orlando, The Villages advertises itself as America's premier active adult retirement community and is home to over 100 Fifteen thousand residents who call themselves villagers. The Wildwood Police and Burger King did not immediately respond to Insider's request for comment. Okay. Okay, this is just crazy. Um. Okay, ranting ball. Okay. So, the woman... Okay. This is crazy. And this... No, 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 no. All right. So, I think... I think I'm going to actually... I'm going to actually wrap this up. Um, Hold on. Hold on a minute here. Let's see if I cover it. Um... Let's see if I covered, I know, hold on. Let's see if I covered everything. Um. Okay, I did cover a woman pretends to be a student. I did that. Another idiot for an eligible operator racial mass, Williamsburg, Brooklyn. I think I covered everything. So, so um, if you like what you heard, don't, if you like what you heard, show some love by by making a donation to paypal which is paypal.me slash gmoneystacks555 queens new york um and and my cash app is is dollar sign gmoneystacks555 that's dollar sign T A C K Z five fifty five. Now. We're not asking you to break the bank to make us happy. We're simply asking to do your best on what you can afford. Now, I will go over the streaming platforms. Um, let's go to streaming platforms on the go, where you can listen to the episodes of Off the Meat Red Change New York podcast. So here we go. You can listen to the episodes on Podorama, Anchor, Spotify, Audio Burst, Deezer, TuneIn, Plus Alexa, Player FM, Podchaser. And by the way, when you go to the Podchaser link on the link tree where it says linktrees slash gmoneystacks555, you go to the Podchaser link and you can leave a review and a five star rating all right we got we got um, stitcher pocket cast podcast addict breaker listen notes google podcast and don't forget that off the meat rat change new york podcast is on amazon music iHeartRadio, Radio and last but not least the YouTube every listener every every new listener that just come coming in i need y'all to do your part by subscribing to the YouTube channel which is Gmoney stacks 555. um be sure to enable alerts alongside with the notification bell So you can be reminded of when the show goes in the air live. More video content. Be sure to leave a like and a comment. With the episodes, upcoming live stream episodes, previous recorded episodes. And also, don't forget to share the podcast along with audio streaming platforms with your friends. You can tell your your friends, your your, your cousins, your, your, your workers, models, actors, actresses, singers, rappers, whoever you know, just spread the word about off the meat rat chains New York podcast. Now, a little side note here. Now, I know a lot of people have been asking me about the meaning behind the title. Now, um, Behind the title, I actually wanted to, um, I actually wanted to create something that was positive. So, how "Off the Meat Rack" changed New York podcast came about. So, this took this took place back when I was in um, primary school. And the first time I heard of "Off the Meat Rack" and "Off the Chain," it was around the time that we were complimenting each other, and I wanted to bring the essence back on, you know, complimenting each other in a positive way. So so basically, off the meat rack means fresh, fat, and butters, which is P-H-A-T, not the three-letter word. And off the chain means wild, crazy fun. And chains is a representation of myself who's into fashion, accessories, sneakers, you just name it. So I just wanted to actually um, mention that. Before I forget, and you can find the podcast. You can find the podcast on Facebook, which is which is often meet right chains NY podcast on Facebook and Instagram. All in one word, the same way, and you can find me on Instagram, which is G Money Stacks Five Fifty Five in Queens, New York. Now, if you have any thoughts on the episodes, the topics. Any opinions? Um, and if you and if you want um, a chain letter to be read on the air, you could DM me on my primary um Instagram handle, which is which is G Money Stacks 555 in Queens, New York. In case you don't know, um, the email when you go to the podcast page, you're going to see the word email on there. You click on there. And you put your email next to the word from. Don't worry about typing in all the all the um all the uh, the email address, it's already gonna be there. So you don't have to do all of that, all that's gonna be there. And and also if you if you like to be interviewed or chime in on some um topic ideas or what To talk about and everything, you can also DM me your your ideas as well. So that's another option. And and I think that's about it. And also, I will give you some more details on my second podcast that I'm going to do, which I'm not going to do it here. I'm going to do it on the week of the first week of summertime. So Stay tuned for that. Um, also, um, I think that's about it, though. I think that's about it for the most part. Um, anyway, I hope you enjoyed your weekend. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I really hope you spread the word. And I would like to actually say thank you for tuning in to the show. And also, and also, be sure to actually, um, be sure to actually spread the word to your friends. All right, so that way it'll, it'll actually help the show grow more, evolve. You you just you just name it. Um. Let me. Let me just give an applause for reaching forty-one episodes in the books. And like I like I always say, if you have a dream of being a podcaster like myself, who has a show, whether whatever career field you're in don't let anybody stop you all you have to do is just is just take a chance and, and just go just go for it now if i could reach success with with 41 episodes so far i guarantee that you will do the same as well to me it's all about confidence and confidence is an important key especially when when it comes to um, recording. Now, I'm not saying you got to be perfect, but it's all about doing your best. And also, before I go, I want to actually, you know, address something, actually. In a previous episode, you probably heard me play a sound effect about um, a bathroom. Now, the reason I recorded the, the 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 reason I recorded the the bathroom sound of the of the flushing of the toilet, aka potty, is because it I was inspired by an episode of Tiny Toon Adventures when Plucky Duck tried to clot the toilet by putting toys into into it by flooding the bathroom with with all the water, and and he's like and he's like. Water go down the hole. And I wanna and I wanna flush it again. So let me just do a demonstration. Hold on. Water go down the hole. I want to flush it again. <laughs> and I'm gonna end it off like right there, man. So that's the clarification of the sound effect of the of the toilet in the bathroom. So so like I like I said, man. Um, thank you all for tuning in to the show. I hope you learned something from what I read about the Harlem Globetrotters and how they got that name. And and of course, there's there's going to be more to come. So, with that being said, um, I'm G Money Stacks. And I hope you enjoyed the rest of your week. I'll see you in the next episode. And also, one more thing. I do want to say this. So someone said about someone said about um, you know, pleasing consumers and basically selling the show to people. Well, listen. I preached I actually preached about how important ownership is and the reason why I was stressing about ownership in the previous episode is because you know you know it it feels good to have creative control on things of what you started and what you created that's why I I never really thought about being being under under yes men under a corporation because at the end of the day you want to be able to be the owner of a show or a podcast that you started off so that's why that's why I'm a little hesitant to actually be under a contract because you know selling a show that like a podcast that you created, it's almost like it's almost like you're giving away who you are as a person and your identity and that's why and that's why I that's why I would say if you're a creative and you want to be able to be independent, right? You don't want to give away who you are and your identity of of who you are as a person. You don't want your show to be owned by a corporation. I'm pretty sure you don't. And I know that for a fact too, that, you know, black content creators who are podcasters, who tend to, who, who tend to do their best to be able to be the the sole custody of their own show that they created. And I feel like I have to agree with a lot of people and let me just say this: I would much rather have creative control over what I what I started in creative, over a bunch of yes men. And you know that's a fact, right here. Anyway, I'm G Money Stacks. Thank you for tuning in, and thank you for hearing me out on. What I'm trying to clarify as far as, you know, you know, any any misconceptions or whatever, I will address it. So I'm G Money Stacks. I am going to be clocking out. Um, Peace and one love and have a good night. Listen, if you like what you heard, all you got to do is follow the podcast, comment about the topics and what you thought about the episodes of Off the Meat Rat Chains New York podcast on Facebook and Instagram, so you can be a part of the discussions for each topic every week. Plus, if you would like to be a guest co-host to chime in on topics, topic ideas, interviews, whether you are a rapper, singer, black owned trendsetter that has a business, producer, actor, actress, doctor, DJ, VJ, radio personality, podcast host, other career fields, need advice that you want us to read on the air like a chain letter about anything? You can email the show at Off the Meat Rat Chains NY Podcast at gmail.com O-F-F-T-H-E-M-E-A-T-R-A-C-K-C-H-A-I-N-Z-M-Y-P-O-D-C-A-S-T at gmail.com Now, where you can follow us is on Facebook and Instagram which is all in one word which is off the Meat Rat Chains NY podcast, alongside with my Instagram handle, G Money Stacks 555 in Queens, New York. That's G M O N E Y S T A C K Z 555 I N Q U E E N S N Y. That's G Money Stacks 555 in Queens, New York. Now, in case you miss any of the episodes, don't worry. I got you. You can download your favorite episodes, like, subscribe, show the podcast some love with a five-star rating. We show our realness as far as the subjects being discussed in the conversations we have in each episode of the podcast inspire motivate sense of humor is an important key here because i believe laughter is the best medicine when it comes to dark times we want the show to be the safety net of putting a smile on your faces whether it's having bad days losses of loved ones work and other difficult challenges the show will be there for you no matter what you are going through you are not alone in this case be sure to comment on the episodes with the topics share the podcast and streaming platforms of of anchor tune in stitcher spotify breaker deezer PocketCast, cast pod chaser Listen Notes, Player FM, Podorama, Podcast Addict, Google Podcasts, Audio Bursts, and don't forget, you can find Off the Meat Rat Chains New York Podcast on Amazon Music, iHeart Radio, and the YouTube. Plus, don't forget to subscribe to the channel page, G Money Stats 555, click on the notification bell. So you can be reminded of when Off the Meat Rat Chain's New York podcast goes on the air live. Upcoming live stream episodes, previous recorded episodes, like, comment on the episodes with the topics, share the podcast, including the streaming services with your friends. I'm Gene Money Stacks, and thank you all for listening, tuning in, sticking around with us, and watching us on YouTube And let's keep the views going and the subscribers going on the YouTube. Thank you. One love.